On the Cup of Dow show today, episode 10, Be True to Your Nature, I talk about how we need to make sure the path that we are on in life is consistent with who we are, our very nature. For the question of today, I answer a question about the Taoist view of the importance of the human body. Coming up on your favorite podcast show, Cup of Dow, starting now. You're listening to Cup of Dow with your host, Chris L. McClish. Chris is a man with many roles, many journeys, and one spirit. Hello. As always, I hope you're doing well. As I often do, I'm going to start off with a parable. The parable of the wise man and the bee. You've heard my story about how yellow jackets stung me this past summer in a previous episode. Let me share a similar parable. So once there was this very wise man. Everybody in the town knew how smart he was. He was like the town guru. And he approached this river, and he seen that there was a little bee that was in the middle of the river that was drowning. So the man tried to help the bee get across the river. He picked the bee up, and the bee stung him, which immediately caused the man to drop the bee into the river again. But the wise man picked the bee back up, and the bee stung him once more. This whole process happened repeatedly until the wise man was able to get the bee across the river. An onlooker seen the whole thing happening and looked at the wise man and said, you're supposed to be the smartest guy around. Why do you keep picking up the bee if it stings you? The wise man looked at the onlooker and said, what's the bee's nature? The bee's nature is to sting. My nature is to help others. And because the bee's not going to change its nature, why should I change mine? Although it's good to go outside your comfort zone for changes in your behavior, there are limits, especially when you choose jobs or roles that are outside of your nature. I'm more inclined to be an introvert. I was once terrified of public speaking. Any group larger than three people provoked my anxiety. Yet, through practice at speaking to various sized groups, and then speaking in large public forums, I became not only comfortable, but also began to enjoy public speaking. So in this way, stepping outside my comfort zone has always been beneficial. Yet it's not within my nature to be pushy or very persuasive in trying to, like, sell something outside the realm of personal change, which is basically what I'd been doing in the field of psychotherapy, and also as a mindfulness meditation teacher. Therefore, I'd probably fail miserably as a door-to-door salesman or a telemarketer. I enjoyed schooling and college, yet as I mentioned before, my youngest son really hates the school environment, the high school environment. He struggles to learn there despite his intelligence, and I'm realizing it's not in his nature to be in that type of environment. Some say it's foolish to do something that you love if it brings little money, and if it doesn't put food on your table to feed yourself or your family. I think it would be equally foolish to spend precious moments of your life doing things that you don't enjoy, doing things that drain your life energy, regardless of how lucrative these positions may be. Just as it's the bee's nature to sting when it senses a threat, you may want to look at your own nature and decide if the route that you are taking in life is in harmony with your nature. 
it may be beneficial to look at your life and see how much time you spend devoted to people and things that you really care about, and then how much of your time is spent on things that you don't care about. Is there a way to increase not just the quality, but the quantity of that time? What changes can you make to increase becoming closer to the people and things that are most important to you? Are you really where you want to be right now in life? Could you change your circumstances later? So in other words, is the road that you're currently on the right direction? And is it consistent with your nature? Let me tell you a personal story. In my attempts to deal with health issues, I had been spending many hours in the gym in hopes of improving my health and slowing progression of my illness. This was maybe last summer, a year ago. I was spending so much time at the gym that I was becoming very aware of the gym culture, the proper use of the machines, techniques, how to make gains lifting weights, etc. I decided at that time I might as well study physical training and study fitness as it seemed to fit well with my years of coaching judo and jiu-jitsu. So I became certified as a personal trainer. And for a while it felt good, and I felt like a personal trainer. I lost a bunch of weight, and I looked good. I also learned so much from studying to be a personal trainer. But in that role, it never felt like me. It just didn't feel like it was my nature to be a trainer. Being a trainer was in some ways like my martial arts coaching, but in other ways it was very different. Being a personal trainer required a level of marketing and sales that I was just not accustomed to. And it was in an atmosphere where the competition was typically younger people who had many talents in that field that I lacked, like enormous musculature, outgoing personality, things like that. I probably could have continued this and made being a personal trainer work for me, but I'm thankful that I had the experience. I learned so much from studying, but like I said, it just wasn't me. It wasn't my nature. Another story that I have for you is I had a colleague friend who decided to quit being a psychotherapist and become a used car salesman. He purchased a big car lot and started selling automobiles. He made this move into auto sales because he was very unhappy being employed in a large hospital, working on a mental health unit for long hours with little reward. On the car lot, he spent many hours waiting for potential customers to come by, hoping to make a sale to put food on the table for his family. Now, many people find happiness as being a car salesman, but he didn't. He found that it was just not in his nature to do that the long and isolated waiting for customers, as well as the hours spent looking out the window, staring, waiting for people to come into his lot, were contributing to a sense of isolation as well as the burden of stress. He experienced a lack of productive activity that he had previously become accustomed to as a therapist. He returned to a career as a therapist and started a private practice. And after some stress and struggling to build up the private practice, he found happiness and increased wisdom upon his return to the psychotherapy profession. My psychotherapy license is up for renewal. I'm really uncertain whether I am going to renew it or not. 
I'm kind of preoccupied now with bettering my health, coaching, and being here for you, of course. Our question of today comes from Sarah in Tokyo, Japan, who writes, Do you feel that the human body is important in Taoism? My short answer is yes. For Taoism, the body, mind, and the spirit are interconnected. In order to be fully present right now, you want to be in the right frame of mind. In other spiritual traditions, the view of the human body may vary. Like some view the body as no more than a shell, like clothing is just tossed off following death. Other religious and spiritual traditions view the body as being a holy temple of God, and there are guidelines that prohibit alcohol, intoxicants, or harm. But in Taoism, it's a philosophy of moderation. You try to take care of the body, but if you, say, spend too much time in the gym, you may be neglecting important happenings in your life right now, in the here and now, such as neglecting your family or loved ones. So moderation is the key. Now, having said that, there are tight, rigid Taoist branches which follow formalized dogma in uh, China and other parts of the world where the view of the body is taken to an extreme. They might have an emphasis on alchemy to achieve immortality, for example. I'm not going to say that that's impossible, but I've never met an immortal. I think that treating our time on this earth as short and then trying to live a life where we focus on the most important things is more important than seeking a recipe for immortality. Back to my point about the body-mind and what may be called the spirit being interconnected. If we do healthy activities like biking, working out, walking, martial arts, eating healthy, etc., we will not only look better, but feel better as well. Thanks for the question, Sarah. It was a good question, and I hope I answered it to your satisfaction. Maybe a topic for another day would be how we go against the grain by not eating naturally with all the added preservatives, sugars, and processed foods that contribute to our general state of not being as healthy as we could be. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to my show in your podcast player app or to the RSS feed. You can find my email address, contact information, a disclaimer, and more information in the show notes, so please check those out. Be sure and purchase my book, Accepting Life on Life's Terms, Taoist Psychology for Today's Uncertain Times. Look for the book wherever you buy books. Available in written and digital format. That's all for today's show. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, I hope you have a great week. A peace and love be with you. Thank you. I'll see you later.
Thanks for listening. Have a good day. This podcast is a Coach CMC production. What's that noise? That buzzing sound. Dude, I think it's like a bee or something, man. Oh no, it's a bee. I gotta get out of here. Uh, what'd you say about the wise man, though? Helping the bee, isn't it like your nature? Aren't you supposed to be, like, helping the bee? No, that's the wise man's nature. My nature is to run away from these things. I'm scared to death of them. See you later. Later, dude.